what's up, everyone? Welcome to Crowcast Podcast. I'm Shane. Hey, I'm Ronnie. And these are the audio versions of the interviews we've had with our special guests on Crowcast. This episode is with Chris Buck and Tom Hollister from Cardinal Black. It was great catching up with Chris again. Um, obviously, we had him on on Crowcast episode 30, uh, which wow. is available on YouTube. I know that's such 30. Wow. And, you know, this. we just finished 71. Um, and yet again, it was great to meet Tom. Um, and their new band is just scorching, mate. Um, massive fan of them. Yeah, great vibe. You could tell... Like we we well we say that don't we in the Crowcast this episode how you could just tell they know each other in and out not just musicians friends for years and that really comes out in their playing um, some incredible sort of musicianship um, it was really interesting but a very similar story to ours you know yeah and an overlap of their banter same as us yeah. um, the, the the chemistry is there and I think. Um, that's why I'm so excited that they're going to be playing with us at Cardiff Castle because it's their first gig, but I'm not even really nervous for them or, or anything because, you know, chatting them, chatting to them tonight, they're very talented. They're, they're, they're talented musicians, but the chemistry, as you said, the history of their friendship, um, that'll carry over. It'll, it'll, it'll be a special moment for them, if anything, like, you know, and, um, I'm really proud to be a part of that um, and, and grateful that we can give bands, um, no matter at what level, a chance to to perform at that that level, like, you know, so. Yeah, and keeping it Welsh, you know, is 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 a huge thing. Well, playing the castle, Cardiff Castle is such an iconic um, place for us, isn't it, in, in Wales? So, um, yeah, it's going to be brilliant, but I can't wait. Yeah, they have a brand new EP out, Cardinal Black, uh, which is available. Uh, so go and check them out on the socials with that. For any guitarist who's listening to this, whether it be over the next couple of weeks or use um, Chris Buck, if you haven't heard of him, I don't know where you've been. He has a mass following on his YouTube channel and you'll find so many clips of him um, performing at conventions and um, talking, doing gear run-throughs and that, which is phenomenal, and and jamming with so many musicians. So, um, and and it's cool to see that they they did mention Buck and Evans, mate. So that's obviously mm. still there. Um, it's just it's nice that you know, as friends, they can focus now at the moment on Cardinal Black. Yeah, I mean Chris is phenomenal. The talent. I mean he's really leveled up, bro. I mean if. If you haven't heard of Chris Buck as a guitarist, as you said, where have you been? It's like he's so renowned now, you know, with the the, the top level guitarists. It's, he's, there's people listening to him now just like, how is he doing that? The feel and the vibe he's got. He's unique. It's his own. Um, it's incredible. I, I, I absolutely love listening to him. His signature, bud. It's, it's, you know when Chris Buck is playing guitar. You don't have to see it. You just hear it. It's incredible. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed chatting to the boys. Um, real good vibes with us and them. Should we get into it? Here we go. Strap in. This is Crowcast Podcast. We are close!
All that said, shall we have some guests? Here we go. Let's start. Let's kick it off then. Crow family, please welcome Guitar Supremo and the superb soul singer is Chris and Tom from Cardinal Black. Hey, bye, boys. Hey, how's it going? All right. How's it going? I'm saying, all right. Yeah, oh, can you hear us? All right. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you, boys. Tidy. Were, were you two in, lads? Oh, Abacan. Only play, best place in the world. <laughs> Abba Road. <laughs> uh, how's it been, boys? Thanks for having us on. Ah, oh, and hey, anytime. You know, you know what I think of you, boys. Um, Every incredible, week. incredible musicians. I'm loving what you're doing, boys. You've literally burst onto the scene with your EP, which is absolutely banging. No, oh, thank you, bud. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're, um, we're just happy to come and play with you guys. Thank you so much for having us there. Nah, man, it's it's, it's going to be great, dude. I mean, we, we try to keep it Welsh and stuff, and, um, you know, up and coming bands and, and, and having you boys on there. Your sound is great, boys, but this, this isn't a sound that's happened overnight. You guys have known each other for years, right? Yeah, got to be at least six weeks now. Um, <laughs> no, we, we were saying earlier, I kind of, I guess this band kind of has its roots in a kind of band we were in donkeys years ago. Um, it was Tom's Uni Project going back 2009, was it? Something like that? I don't know, long time ago, whatever. Um, and yeah, we, we did a bit as that band. I was saying we ended up at, we were a blues trio, essentially. We somehow ended up at Sonosphere on the Jägermeister stage. Um, did a bit of stuff out in the US and it all kind of fell apart then. The usual sort of bullshit, really creative differences, all that kind of stuff. People sleeping with each other's wives. And um, <laughs> and it's taken 10 years to get over it, really. Um, and just yeah, all the, the time that we had on our hands with lockdown, it just sort of made sense to do it now and just, yeah, kind of bury the hatchet. Not that there's a hatchet <laughs> to be buried, really. Maybe like a shovel to bury or something. So. <laughs> His forehead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it's you know the the response so far has just amazed us, really. I mean, you know, like I said, it's kind of been. I guess the lockdown kind of gave us this sort of grace period, really, of being able to kind of quietly build it in the background, yeah. without having to kind of feel like we had to rush it to go live. I think everyone's done that in the past. You you go live with a band as soon as you've had one rehearsal and you have to kind of do the whole coming soon thing, you know, with, with, we'll have a website soon or we'll have a name soon. Yeah. Um, but we just gave us this sort of time to just kind of quietly build everything in the background. So when, when we went live with the first single, there was already the video for the second single. There was already the EP written and recorded. Um, so everything's kind of been a little bit more considered and planned, I guess, than we probably would have been capable of if we'd all had the normal amount of things to do. But I think lockdown just gave us this sort of nice kind of little period just to focus entirely on the band, I guess. So, so would the, do you think the band would have happened if it wasn't for the pandemic? Or, I, yeah, I guess so. Whether it would have happened <laughs> uh, <laughs> bollocks <laughs> um whether it would have happened when it happened i guess is is another question i think it probably would have i think you know us splitting up in the way that we did uh, 10 years ago whatever it was sort of left this sense of like unresolved i guess for one of yeah. that phrase where there was all this material hanging over and just this sense of you know what not necessarily what might have been but you know we ought to just finish it at some point even if it's just for ourselves or or our family or whatever all these people who were kind of there at the time and wanted to hear it you know let's yeah. finish it for them if nothing else but so i guess it would have happened but i think the pandemic just sort of 
like I said, just gave us this nice little period just to focus on it quietly, be building up the rehearsals, be building up the material and the content and everything else. So that when we went live, it was a bit more of a kind of impactful bang, I guess, rather than the usual sort of drip feed that you have to do if you're a new band ordinarily. So, yeah. Yeah. From, from my point of view, sorry. Um, it's been more that I got an 11 month old baby and a, a three-year-old Lakeland Terrier, both with explosive diarrhea this week. <laughs> um, so to be honest with you boys, anything to get out of the house and get in a re- rehearsal studio suited me. So we're, we're about 10 grand in the hole and about six <laughs> months of our life just so I could get out the house for a Friday night and rehearse. But um, That's a good all, reason. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. In all seriousness, I, like, you know, the geography plays a big part because me and Chris, we don't live very far and Adam, the drummer, uh, who's an equal part in this and has been, you know, from day one, we've, we don't live very far from each other at all. I guess it's very similar to you guys. I guess everybody yeah. that doesn't know South Wales Valleys doesn't understand that it's, boom, it's crammed in. So, um we we see each other all the time regardless of the band and i'm a big fan of chris's other band buck and evans and um you know so it would be either going to his gigs or we're just friends right so like we yeah. see each other on a weekend and have a pint and we see the babies and whatever so yeah it um it always made sense and i think there was just a lot in the tank in terms of songwriting and um and yeah you know if you've got chris hanging around you try and use him right i mean he's he's very good and it's nice to nice to roll him out on a stage every now and then yeah, he's not bad. He's not bad. So what was the songwriting process like? Was it Did the songs come quick, like straight away? Was it stuff that you'd worked on before and you've kind of regurgitated or what? what? Yeah, I, like um, a lot of the, I guess it's one of those first album syndromes, isn't it? You know, not that we're quite at that level, but it's, you know, the first album is always whatever, 10, 12 years in the making, I guess. But so there's a lot of old material there that's been revamped to stop it sounding like it was, you know, 2010. But um, yeah. Uh, on the EP, I guess it's probably mixed bag of, of older and new stuff. Um, and then in terms of new stuff, it can actually be really sporadic. You know, we, we all tend to write everything in the room and, um, and it can be, you know, noodling around on something. Maybe I've got a little lyric idea. Maybe Chris has got a riff, maybe ad's got a beat and all of a sudden, you know, kind of in the length of time it takes to, to actually play a song, we've almost got one in the making. So, um, but for every 20 ones you write, you know, one makes it. And I guess what's really been crucial to us at the, at this point is that, you know, we've started working with a couple of people now, but right at the start, we were, we were kind of essentially free agents. And, and if nothing else, it gave us the freedom to set our own bar and, um, and, and try and clear that bar with everything we do. So whether it's online content or whether it's, you know, in terms of videos, whether it's, um, you know, the audio, whether or not it's the songwriting, and hopefully it's of a, of a certain standard and we're not just pushing shit out because we can essentially, but, um, yeah. So, you know, it's, um, it's very much, there's older stuff and new stuff, but the new stuff tends to come quite flowingly at the moment. So long may that last. Hmm. So you've got you've got quite a quite a bit of material then, have you lined up? Yeah, I guess this there was a lot of stuff left over from the first kind of iteration of this band. I think some of it we've revisited. It's a, it's a weird little test, I guess. A lot of it as to whether it's kind of stood the test of time. Almost, you know, these yeah. tracks that we were maybe enamored with 10 years ago you play them back and you kind of jam them and think oh maybe that wasn't quite as good as we thought it was the first time around or conversely some stuff that we weren't necessarily entirely taken with the first time around we'll play now and be like oh that's actually better than i remember it or that section is banging that bit not so much so we'll take that bit and use that in this or whatever and you kind of mix and match but 
So there is a lot of the old stuff that's getting recycled, whether it's verbatim, whether it's in its entirety or not, I guess, you know, is, yeah, usually not, I guess, dependent on the song itself. But um, if nothing else, it's just been fun to kind of work back through stuff that I guess has been forgotten for the most part, you know, old, old in the looser sense, I guess, tracks that, you know, we meant a lot to us at a certain point and we gigged the arse out of and we, we took all over the world and then just were left really in a cupboard to sort of, sort of gather dust you know it's been nice to dig them out and sort of just refresh them it's it's funny really with with regards to you asking whether there's a lot of material left i actually emailed rob the other day who's obviously setting up the gig and i said look i'm i'm going to be the support band you're saying what most support bands probably don't say and that is essentially this is first gig territory for us and as much as we've all done nice big gigs before individually it's the first one as a band which is great to put on your cv but i said if you're after a four-hour springsteen-esque gig i don't think you're going to get it out of us right now so uh, 15 minutes and we'll we'll get out (laughs) we've got plenty and we can roll it out but you know in all honesty the focus has been on as you boys know right whenever you're trying to get that record out it's that's all you're playing for a little while and it's all that kind of comes to the surface so um yeah it's it's going to be a couple of rehearsals no doubt but i'm sure we'll be all right for it uh, i can't wait to hear it boys i think you've got a great sound i think tom your vocals are incredible dude as as we all know chris is all right on the guitar but yeah. um sensational i've been a big fan of chris for a long time but if if anybody haven't heard cardinal black before check it out it's on spotify the ep the four song ep is out right now self-titled cardinal black check it out please it's sensational. I love it. <laughs> love it. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers, Thank boys. you. Thank you so much. Yeah, and, and like a few people said, like, you know, about the choice of having you on the bill and stuff, but your impact, your impact was phenomenal, boys, because everything, you know, you must have sat down, worked out how you were going to release it, etc. But the the hits that you've had, um, they should be talked about. The It charted um, straight, yeah. off the, straight off the back as well. Um, you know, so it wasn't like you were just handing out a, a slot to your mates. It was like, if anything, we just wanted to, we wanted to to be a part of your journey as well. Like, you know, because we no, no. the first thing we did, I can't remember where we were, but we were feeding your video around, going check that out. You know, <laughs> bloody hell, look at that. You know, so it was a case of, I I do believe you know you've you've all earned earned your way throughout the industry for years like so for anybody who's thinking oh a brand new band you're all extremely talented at every area like you know and um and it was the songs more than anything the song the, the song spoke for itself like you know it was just oh, you did that in am i am i right is it was it in kk's or um or was it somewhere else the video Oh, the what? Oh, the video was up in Ratio Studios. Up in bloody hell, good question. I'm a bar guide. It was in. Uh, they used to be in Merthyr, and then they moved. Um, but we we basically wanted somewhere with a massive old video wall, and past yeah. that, we hadn't really thought what we were going to put on it. Um, I had the idea of like, oh, just huge video wall. We can think we can put whatever we want on it. And then I think it was Tom that went, oh, great. What are we going to put on it? I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Just do we got a, vi- we got a video wall. We put an Arsenal match on it. It no matter. You didn't, you, but you don't want it. Like, I think the, that cliched thing of like, there is a big video wall. So have it like a Samsung promo for a new product. You know what I mean? And it's just like crazy. <laughs> and I think the it was impactful to have, you know, I, I can't remember. It, it may have even be Chris uh, Watkins who, who filmed it, but 
that idea of it just being use it as a backlight, you know, and yeah. and so we can be silhouetted a little bit. In fact, I, I know Chris took took a hint from another video that was completely different genre and stuff, but the style was pretty much the same. And and we managed to do it in, in not in one take as in first take, but in in one continuous shot. And yeah, again, it goes back to that idea that you you see, and I'm not knocking it for a second, but you see other bands that you know, are starting out and it's it's kind of trying to hit those definite milestones that everybody in the industry tells you that you should do. And one of those is obviously try and make a music video and it's, you know, stood in your back garden playing drums in the rain and it, it, <laughs> it, can, it can be really difficult to make it look good. And actually, so we're blessed that we have a friend in Chris Watkins that's done a lot of kind of stuff with us and, and helped us try and kind of form that direction. But it was honestly, the main thing was we're not going to, you know, with the pandemic, we just didn't know how long we would be not being able to play live for so everything needed to have a real hint of this is kind of almost what we look like if you came and see us live so whether it's that the second single jump in was on a rooftop playing live you know and just to tick all of the stereotypical cliches um but you know you guys obviously being as established as you are and already having stuff lined up i guess i don't know i'll ask you but i'm guessing it was the the turnover the live stuff has come back a lot quicker whereas with us it's you guys are offering us our first gig because nobody knows who we are, relatively speaking. So, yeah, we, we needed to kind of make sure that everybody had some idea. We couldn't be too arty with it. We couldn't have us, you know, I don't get it, you know. So it just needed to be kind of straight down the line, I think, and it was kind of what we look like if we play live. So, yeah. Yeah, but that, was that court heavy and as warm as it looked, Chris? <laughs> See, is, out of all the bloody questions about a new band, that flaming coat is what generated the most bloody interest. Um, I, I know, like, that's why he said it. <laughs> oh, man. It's, um, I'm going to auction our off at some point. Um, for my for myself, my own proceeds, just to buy another more extravagant coat. Um, the, um, my the, nan wants it back. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the best comment we had on that video was um, Chris wanted a, a small coat with an unobtrusive collar, but he went for the next best thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. No, no it's, it's a great it's, video, great vibe. Oh, thank you, I totally got it. And as you said, Tom, it just makes sense. That was a, a perfect sort of, here we are, Cardinal Black. This is what we do. It just worked, bro. I loved it. Like you said, you know, it was that in lieu of gigging, really. Obviously, nothing happening, at least when we released that. Gigs were a, a very distant prospect, you know. So yeah. we thought, well, at the very least, this has to be able to give people a sense of, oh, this is what they look and sound like live, you know. So when when that time does arise, then it's not like a totally alien concept thing. Oh, we could go and see these live, you know? So it's not like gorillas or anything. So, yeah. but, um, I like Ronnie, just like on your point of, it was, it was kind of out of the blue, but it seems set up like, thank you very much. And it, and it was that, you know, it, again, it was, we've all been in bands when we were, you know, 18 and knocking around in kind of dad's garage. And it was like, let's, let's just get that ball rolling and hopefully things spark. And I think we've all been around a little bit, too long to realize that that isn't the case and you need at all points you know we were talking just before we came on how impressive this setup is and how much work and effort goes into it because we get it and we, we would know that right so kudos to you guys and but unless you're putting you know the game has changed now and you become kind of production companies and unfortunately fortunately say what you want where the yeah. music almost becomes the marketing tool to get people to live gigs and um we we kind of had a, a sense of that we we put a six month out mark and basically said we need the feedback from that six months and then and have a road to releasing the first thing and um you know shane you were saying about like how much 
material have you got? We initially thought, do we put out a full album, first of all? And like literally on day one, an album drops and a set of live dates dropped. Obviously, the live date thing was pulled away from us. So, um, And then we thought, well, actually, A, there's a big chance no one will like it. And we've wasted a lot of time and a lot of money trying to put an album together. And, and B, let's kind of chill out a little bit and put a taster out, which is what hopefully the EP becomes. And then, and then you've obviously got something in, you know, in the lineup for, for hopefully not too far distant. So yeah, it was, it was definitely a conscious decision, even things like the timing of the pandemic, we were trying to guess when live dates would start coming back. So we were like, okay, if we, if we peak too soon, people will lose interest by the time we can start the gig. And if we leave it too late, you get saturated by the much bigger, much more established bands that have all been able to sit on their hands for 18 months and all of a sudden go, boom, here's a, you know, whatever, Foo Fighters album and nobody cares about you anymore, right? So it's trying to get that timing right. And yeah, hopefully we did it and it was somewhat impactful. And But like, he's never going to say it because he's Mr. Modest, but we we weren't a nobody band because we had Chris in the band. So immediately Chris has got 130 odd thousand YouTube subscribers and the same on Instagram. And so we, we need 10% of that crowd to come across and like it. And all of a sudden we're doing very well. So I would be, you know, completely, idiot to sit here and and bullshit and say oh tell everybody must absolutely think the sun shines out of my ass you know it, it it's uh, hopefully we've got material that suits chris and that chris doesn't you know immediately look like sticking out like a sore thumb and we're able to keep up frankly and yeah. um but also yeah we'd be totally remiss to to try and not kind of of course work on that and build on you know his already incredible platform so yeah we were kind of out of the blue but not not really i suppose you know in that way but i think i think like what what came out of our camp is we i mean that's the whole point of this like you know we've been we've been totally transparent and totally honest we had chris on early on um and we were grateful for him to come on and have a chat and you know shower him with praise because of everything he's been doing um in he the guitar stop talking world. about it <laughs> i know he doesn't so the more we do it i know how uncomfortable he feels it's great um but one of the big things about you playing the castle with us was a lot of bands have like gone, do you know what? I'm not going to do anything at the moment. And this is a really shit time. And I just won't bother wait for everything to kind of kick off. And then I'll get active. And I think what I respected personally, or my opinion is whether people like it or not is you started a new project in, in that environment and you got everything right for me as a listener, as a, as a music fan, mm-hmm. like, you know, um, your video was slick. Um, it reminded me of like a TV show as well, the way you did it. So it wasn't just a music video. It just, just, it had that old school kind of vibe. And I think the way you moved in it and the way you move forward and stuff, it just, I don't know. It just had that camera one camera two vibe where it just kind of slickly moved around. And then the, it's like what I said to you, man, you can't get away from a good song. Um, and you, you're going to have that, and the talent was always there with all of you, like you know. So it's a massive clap on the back, uh, on the back. And like I said, we're we're honoured to have you on the bill because, like I said, where a lot of people thought there's not a lot you can really do in this climate, um, you kind of got a lot done, um, <laughs> you know. And 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 that's that's what it's all about. And it's made a lot of people happy as well, like. And that's that's another key thing about it. People need that distraction. They need something. Yeah. Um, and you've given them something new to listen to and uh, something new to look at as well, which is which is just vital. Like you know, where people are saying, "Oh, this music's dying," and the music world's gonna you're, you're bringing out something fresh, something new, something positive, which 
that doesn't mean it's dying. It means it's growing, yeah. you know? So, well, you know, man. It, it was at the time of it, like, like Tom said, it was a very conscious decision. The, the concern I had, I guess, from the off was, is this a stroke of genius doing it now when nobody else is doing it? Always nobody else doing it for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, and you're going to find out what that reason is when you try and launch a band and everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, it's a pandemic going on. People are dying and you're trying to get us to watch your debut single life. But I think you hit the nail on the head. I think people wanted something to grasp onto as a bit of a kind of ray of hope, you know, and especially when you launch a new band, obviously with the focus being on this is what we look like live, there's obviously a kind of a hint in there in itself of like, oh, I'll be able to go and see these soon live, you know? So it all, I think, what, what I'm taking credit for is giving people hope through the pandemic and, <laughs> and keeping the keeping the um, the British morale up. Um, yeah. I, I don't like to take all the credit for it, but um, no, I think it's just, you know, like I said, it was either going to be a struggle genius or it was going to be a bloody terrible idea, but I think it's fallen somewhere in the middle, hopefully, So which, which I'll take. That's my barometer of success, really, is for it not to be a disaster. So, I tell about- you what, though, like, you know, Chris, you've got such a signature sound, right? I mean, we were we were coming back from a gig on. Um, I'll get up the wind. No, but and me as I know, well. I know, I know. But no, but my point is, Ronnie was playing something, and and it was you guys, and. You... <laughs> oh, sorry, 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 man. Sorry, sorry. Continue the praise. Sorry, man. I love that. I love that. Chris's feet up. Yeah, yeah. That's your mother, is it, Chris? Seeing you, you're on the telly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um. <laughs> What was I saying? Yeah, but Ronnie was playing something on his phone, and I was like two seats away from Ronnie on the bus, and I knew mm-hmm. instantly it was you. Like that was you. No, thank you, and stuff, right? But Tom, what Tom was saying, I guess, because you guys have you know been in bands like years ago. Mm. Chris, you've obviously raised the bar, as Tom said, but there's there has to be a little bit of pressure that the guys around you have to be, as you said, Tom, on the same level. And that, when I saw the video, it was instant. It was like, are you, your guitar playing you the song, but your voice, Tom, sensational, brother. It's, yes. it's so yes. soulful. And it's it's exactly what the vocal I would expect to hear, you know, with Chris's playing. You know what I mean? It's the same well, with Brian Evans. Come, I mean, coming from you, that's massive. And thank you very much, because you've got a great voice. But I, in fairness to Chris, like, it was less, you know, we even, I don't he doesn't mind me saying this, but we even kind of, we were at a point, I think we've always seen it, me, him and, and Adam, and now obviously Sam's playing bass for us. And uh, I guess we'll get on to him in a second, but like the three of us that have been together throughout this time have always, it's strange when you see your best mate go up like as quickly as Chris has gone and rightly so. And, because Chris is just Chris and he's the guy, you know, full of McDonald's wrappers in his footwell in the car, driving him in his knees, at, you know, <laughs> and like, because that's of course, right. Cause like that's your mate. And, and so when there was no pressure, because when we started doing again, like, we, and we've always kind of knocked around, like there's no shame in this, but we've always knocked around doing covers and stuff. Cause it's going to pay the bills. And so like, it's not like we just haven't played together for 10 years. And so um, there just kind of was no pressure whatsoever. And I think, you know, the person that kind of takes that pressure off is Chris because he was the first to say, I don't want it to be the Chris Buck show. Do you know what I mean? Which is, yeah. you know, it's great because it takes the pressure away and he's the first almost to say, we wind him up saying, right. And now it's time for a four minute guitar solo. But you know, <laughs> there, there are tracks that will no doubt be on the album that will, if, if at all have us like 
where do you go? One of the tracks on the full the full track EP is you know it's minimal in terms of any kind of solo. There's a little bit of outro, but you know, um, and then that's the one that BBC Wales pick up. So there's a hint in there. Yeah, yeah. So less is more, Chris. Yeah. Take note. But but you you just you think to yourself like, I guess there's there's um, there's 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 not much in terms of ego at all. And so it is yeah. easier then. You don't have to fight this idea. Like, And Chris has also very sweetly said, you know, in the past, well, okay, my profile is big at the moment, but I would imagine soon that the band will overtake that if things continue to go on a, on an upward spiral because as good as a guitarist that Chris clearly is, you guys get it, right? You get it by doing what you're doing tonight. It's a fan base. A band is a central gathering for people to come around. And so I think Chris, of course, you know, has played in bands. I'm not saying this is his first band, but as good as a guitarist as Chris is, he will always want the home of a band because it's much easier to get your music out. It's a conduit to getting your guitar playing out. You bang on, Shane, when you say, you know, like, I mean, I'm, I'm used to his playing, but you can pick up, any record or any piece of music that Chris is playing on and then instantly know it's Chris. And yeah, that, that takes 50 years to do. And Chris has done it in, you know, in five, in 10, whatever. And, and so he's very clever with that. And, but whatever, enough about him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I not mean, that isn't it? It's that connection you guys got that make it, I guess, as you said, no pressure. It's just playing with your mates and the talent is on the same path. That's, that's the thing for me, at least is like, like you said, it's playing with your mates first and foremost. Like Tom said, we've we've all kicked around in different bands over the years, doing doing weddings, doing funerals. We celebrate any religion for the right price. Um, but it's just you know we're mates first and foremost. We play together for donkey's years. We know each other's kind of the idiosyncrasies of each other's playing inside out. Like me and Rob's drummer or Adam, I should say. Um, have so many kind of little moments where we're rehearsing and we'll kind of pick up on the same offbeat or whatever. And you think, how cool and spontaneous is that? And then you think, yeah. well, it is spontaneous, but it's also 10 years of kind of being ingrained with playing each other. You almost kind of get to read each other's minds. So as much as, you know, playing in a band surrounded by the best musicians in the world must be amazing fun. I think um, <laughs> far from it in this band. Yeah. Um, no, as much as that must be great fun. If you're in a position where you were a kind of massive artist and you just get the best person for every position, you know, the kind of yeah. best technician, I think there's so much to be said by just playing with the people that you enjoy playing with, you get on with and you know, they're playing because I think that's so much more exciting to, to perform with and as a listener to listen to when you just your mates playing it's like tom mentioned the springsteen thing earlier you know what you watch the e street band and they're just having fun more than anything yeah. or you watch any band at that level who've been together that long first and foremost it's just a load of guys having fun and really enjoying each other's company on stage and i think there's such an infectious energy from that that is hopefully what you get in a band like ours where we all know each other you know we all have We've all done amazing gigs together. We've all done absolutely diabolical gigs together. You know, you've had that shared experience. You know, you've been bottled and you've been clapped by a couple of thousand people. If you've got that shared experience, you've got everything that kind of goes with it, I guess. So you look like you're about to say something. No, Pearl of wisdom. I was looking at the screen thinking, so Chris really likes it cold, uh, really likes it hot rather. And I really like it cold because you may have not noticed, but I'm a big chap with a massive blood pressure. <laughs> and um, my head, compared to his head in terms of colour, I'm like, it's like I'm going to die anytime soon. Uh, I've got a jumper on, but underneath, I've also got another jumper on. Yes. So, um, yeah, um, there we go. I'd just like to say that I'm not um, going to leave this planet anytime soon, I hope. 
This, this, every, get, this every album out quick. <laughs> Let's get the castle done first. It's every chance you might do. What do you say? Um, your niece said recently we put a live video out from a studio session, um, and Tom increasingly throughout the tracks looks like he's on the enough. on the verge of dying. It was a very warm day in a very warm studio, but his niece, little niece, watched it. She's like, "Why does Tom look like he's gonna have a stroke?" <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a great comment there. Now, Steve Davis has just said, a Crow family, uh, just ducked out to listen to some Cardinal Black. Fair play, Tom. That's a voice as silky as a 10 ton bar of chocolate. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lee Evans, I've seen as much praise for Tom's voice as I have for Chris's amazing guitar playing, which speaks volumes for his talent. Uh, <laughs> cheers, Lee. Cheers, Lee. Five is in the post. <laughs> no, it's true. It's well, it's exciting times, boys, and like we we just got on the road uh, for a few dates, and you can't beat that that connection with each other. Never mind just with the crowd. It's the little yeah. cheeky grins if if it's going right or wrong. You, you know what I mean when you're in a band, and, and especially when you are old muckers as well, because there's all there's like. I don't know, you just you have that, like you said, that connection, that vibe. Um, and I noticed that being out from it for so long and then going back to it, we've gone through every emotion on stage over the last few dates of yeah. you know, whether it's nearly crying or literally pissing out pants or, you know, a mistake happens. But I think it's the first time where, you know, you don't do that dreaded look across. I don't know if, you're, if your band's ever done it, but, you know, if somebody just does something wrong, you can't help it. You always say, don't look across, but everybody... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, and Chris used to have really long hair, so back in the day when he looked across, it would be like, whoom, and the hair would go round, and you'd, you can't hide it, you know what I mean? The stare, Rob's knows like... what I'm talking about if he's listening. But, um, yeah, it's um, just that old pedigree of, like, everybody just fucking zones in on the guy who's done it, like, you know, or... Like if I've been on the drums and I've I, I've just dropped the stick or something, you can just feel four heads turn around and I won't look up. I'll fucking stare at that stage yeah. and release the song. Like, it's fucking... have you found it different? Have you found crowds different since? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, coming back, they they want it more. I oh. mean, I you know I've seen footage of you guys and they want it pretty much all the time. But um, um, yeah. Honestly, if there, if there wasn't a barrier, I swear to God, they they would just storm the stage and they'd be on the stage with us. That's it's intense. It's so powerful. It's incredible. But I've I've seen a massive difference. Everybody's face is the roller coaster of emotions. It's they're crying one minute, they're happy the next. They want to rip your face off the next. Do you know what I mean? It's just <laughs> it, it's so intense. It's 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 truly wonderful. I I've I can't believe how much I've missed it, but it's a different level now. It feels different. Yeah. And you know, like that, you know that garage band ethic, like we talked about earlier, where we all grew up and you're jamming and, and covers and everything. You you, you kind of want that, that moment in a show or you create it or whether it's a, a guitar solo or the band stop and the vocal line just carries on or little brap, just a nice little drum lick around. Uh, no one wants to hear that, actually. But um. <laughs> But basically, you create those moments so that people just go, oh, my God, that's incredible. The amount of moments we've had over the past four shows, just countless throughout the set, yeah, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a massive credit to everybody just starved and really enjoying every single song, like, you know. Um, yeah, but and, and to you guys, and to you guys, because you can't just be anybody and do that. Like, you've got to have a a presence and a show and you've got to be able to feedback I think to what what's brought by the crowd so you know it's credit to you guys as well isn't it I think I, I, funny enough I was talking about this with Tom the other day saying 
like for you guys especially i guess you must have been you were like kind of building and building and building and riding the crest of this wave prior to the pandemic and then the pandemic hits and as much as yeah it's a kind of great leveler i guess in that it wasn't just one band had to stop touring every band had to stop touring so i guess nobody knew how everything was going to emerge out the other side was it going to be exactly as it was before or was it going to be every band that was doing well prior to the pandemic nobody cared about anymore and it was like a new wave of bands that come through but for you guys to just pick up the mantle and start doing the crowcast and keep that energy and keep that buzz and keep engaged with your fans like so i know so many bands or so many artists who just haven't bothered with that kind of stuff and i guess i'm I'm kind of lucky in that I've always had the YouTube thing long before the pandemic. So irrespective of whether I was allowed outside my house or not, I'm still coming to everyone's house who watches my YouTube channel every Friday evening, you know? So I already had that thing. But for you guys to just go, right, switch tact. We can't gig. We can't do this. We're just going to be kind of doing the Crowcast every Friday. It's just bloody genius, you know? And like, I mean, again, me and Tom were talking about it prior to coming on. Just everything is so slick. And I've no doubt it's got better while you've been doing it but everything is just so slick and it's so much effort goes into this, which is what people don't appreciate. You know, like, all right, as Tom keeps reminding me, making videos and digging coal, is it? It's not the hardest thing in the world, but there's still a lot of effort goes into this sort of stuff. Yeah. But just yeah, yeah. genius. Like, well done is what I want to say in a roundabout way. But, and Thank also, you, also you've replaced the thing that gigging gives to people, which is that community, like, community yeah. that like, we're all in one space together. Like, I, I'm with you on the, there are some artists and no doubt have been a bit lazy through the time and fine and what, and like, who's judging? Like this is, a, it's, a, it's a, an anomaly, right? It's a pandemic and you, you spend that time as, as you need to do it. Also a, a shout out to the, the musicians, especially touring guys who just had all income strip all, overnight, you know? And so, and there are mental health issues. And of course, all of that is, is massive and how you deal with it is how you deal with it. But what you guys have done and other people that have done stuff like you is, allow that space to continue and allow that home to continue and allow that fan base to, I would imagine even grow, you know, let alone, you know, try and maintain that fan base because people are seeing other sides of you and people want to know how you have your coffee in the morning and they want to know how you take your beer at night. And and so you're giving them that insight and, you know, and you're getting great guests and I've seen some stuff lately and, you know, so thanks for having us on, but also, you know, th- thank you on behalf of, I'm sure everybody that tunes in every week that you're doing it at all because you could have just shut up shop and no one would have blamed you for that, you know, Christ. And, um, but instead you've kind of, you've probably expanded that crowd and, and no doubt people want to come back and, and give you something back in a, in the crowd and give you memories because you created theirs over the last 18 months, you know, so and entertain them every Tuesday night. Like what's your, what's your plan now going forward? Sorry, this is a grilling now, isn't it? What's your <laughs> life ambitions? Where do you see yourself in six months? <laughs> What um, no? What um, when are you going to get a proper job, boys? Um, no, what's what's your plan? What's your plan now with the Crowcast? Are you going to keep that going? As long as we can, we will. And we've already got plans for plans, as in like like we started the audio thing because we've we've got your episode on the audio one. Um, yeah, yeah. Have, um, I'm gutted, man, because obviously we're on seventy one episodes, and I've been going through. I'm going, oh man, we can't use that because some people don't get it you can't just take like this will be great now i can bounce this down and it'll be it'll it'll be great for anybody driving but like some of the earlier ones it's as you said tom we 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 were learning as we were going so we never thought of the audio side of it so um mm. 
you know, like that's how we do like camera checks and mic checks, and we, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. there's there's no secrets because that's the beautiful thing about like the, the with the fa- the Crow family, we've told them all, like as we're changing, so it has been like our journey and their journey, um, and yeah. then we thought, you know what, let's get them on, uh, which was really yeah. fun as well. So we started bringing them on to tell their stories. Where are they in the country? What are they doing at the moment? Because yeah, it's like. Yeah, it was just like it because when we're on gigs, man, that's what we do. That's what we do as musicians. Yeah. If you go to the merch table, how are you doing? Oh, it's great yeah. to see you again. Or oh, you haven't been to a few gigs. Or, I haven't been well. Um, and you build up that 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 vibe with them, like you know. And um, I think that's what this did. And I think carrying it forward, it will be harder because you know we're already looking at the schedule over the next like eighteen months, and we're like, wow. Um, but. You know, I think there'll always be a form of crowcast or a way of connecting. Because, like, you know, like me personally with you, Chris, I know Shane spoke to you before this, but mm. I couldn't wait to kind of meet you. And it's been weird that this is yeah, how, yeah, yeah. this is how we have met. Like, you know, and it's yeah. the first time I've met you properly, Tom. Um, yeah. And it's like it's so bizarre, boys. When we did the download pilot, like we met up with Lucas from Holding Absence and Mark Andrews. Now, Mark Andrews. I've watched him umpteen amount of times on bloody NXT or WWE. Um, And then we're in a field, me and Shane are walking across and the boys like, Hey boys. And then we walked over and I, I don't know. It was weird because we're hugging and stuff. And then I was like, Oh my God, this is the first time we've properly met. So I think Crowcast has been as important for like me and the boys uh, as it has for, for people tuning in. Cause it's kind of given us that, something to focus on, something to, to keep it going. Um, I mean, Christ, there's a few episodes where I think, oh, did we do that? I think one night we just stayed on for about four hours just getting drunk, didn't we? Um, <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. not this yeah. night? Yeah, why, why won't Tom there? He would have been on for that. Come on. Oh, mate, honestly, I don't even know how that happened. I think it was the point where people were like, I've got to go to bed, but I, I can't tune off because we were just sitting there going, and the other thing is, you know. and um, I kind of podcast. <laughs> The thing with Brexit, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Shane has promised me a beer anyway in the in the castle gig, so I'm holding him to it. Several. Oh. It won't be one, but it'll be several. And I think this is what's beautiful now is Crowcast will advance. We have got a few tricks up our sleeve. You know, maybe we'll do a follow up with you boys now when you're back out in the road. Maybe it be a face to face Crowcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Amazing. there's yeah when you're on tour when you're on tour get get a couple of the guys to do it on your behalf that'd be great see so or disastrous one of them yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly exactly oh. all the words you can't say <laughs> uh boys it's been absolutely awesome having you on um i can't wait for cardiff castle just to meet up with you and get a few beers but um it's going to be a special one i think no honestly boys thank you so much thank you thank you for this thank you for having us thank you for um everything class Um, as we say goodbye now we're gonna play your video tell me how it feels which is a banger (laughs) (laughs) before you go boys where can i catch you on the socials we'll put links and stuff uh bebo Bebo. linkedin myspace i know Um, i haven't got a clue you're talking about i I know the twitter i control the twitter if you're on twitter then that's me you're talking to directly crows come at me (laughs) Which one of our social media has the least following is probably in yeah, controlling baby. it. Um, and where can they buy the record from, boys? 
um, all the usual place, iTunes. We've got a physical version for pre-order on our website at the minute um, okay. for CD, for anyone who uses CDs anymore. Uh, Bandcamp, all the usual stuff, at the Cardinal Black, because car- at Cardinal Black was taken by an actual Cardinal, I think. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> and on the merch table, come to the merch yeah, table. Yeah, come to the merch table, boys. <laughs> I'm drunk by that point, but I'll try and sign things. We'll see you in a couple of weeks for a beer, boys. Oh, Cheers, oh, Cheers boys. Thank you. Thank you so much, boys. <laughs> Ta-da, Ta-da, guys.
Thanks for listening to Crowcast Podcast. Don't forget, this episode is also available to watch on our YouTube channel. For up-to-date information on everything Crows, follow us on all our socials or visit our website, thosedamncrows.com. Tidy. Ta-da!